Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Anti-MLM Weekly Roundup. My name is Carrie, and I'm the host of your show. Today, I am joined for part two of Chill and Chat with Roberta Blevins with my co-host, Courtney. Sit back, relax, and let's chill and chat all things anti-MLM. Oh my God, you guys, you'll never believe what just came out. We have have bespoke skincare, and this new moisturizer is gel-based. And everybody's like, Ooh, and everyone else is like, and, and welcome to 2006. No one ever heard of Korean skincare before. What is happening? It's because you said it earlier that their target audience for any MLM really that I've come across, their target audience are those that don't know any better. So right. with hair, it's those that are buying from the drugstore who probably dye their hair from the drugstore that don't go to a professional to know any better. Because anybody that goes to a professional, the first thing you say when you switch shampoos is, oh, I've been using such and such. Like you talk about your hair while you're right. sitting in the chair. Right. And I have clients, you know, I have clients of so many different kinds of hair textures. Uh, and we'll sit there and they'll ask me, what do I need? What do you think? Yeah. And I'll say, you know what? This is what I'm using. Your hair is very similar to mine. I really like this. Or, oh, there was this shampoo I loved back when my hair was really dry, this mask. And so that's another reason why I like to try so many different things because I like to give people a lot of options. I know that not everybody is at top tier level of hair, right? Not everybody can afford $32 shampoo. I mean, that's just some people are like, right. what I pay $4. That is, I'm not in my budget. And so there are a lot of really fantastic professional beauty lines that you can get a professional shampoo for like $12. And right. so from $12, which is very highly concentrated. And so it will last you three months versus your swab you're going through monthly. You know, mm-hmm. you can you can get really good stuff for very comparable prices if you're just willing to either go to a professional and ask them or post something on Facebook being like, Hey, I'm asking my professional hair care people. What's the best thing. And my budget is $20. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very, very easy to sort of crowdsource information from people that are reliable. And then again, anybody that is, has some sort of monetary or benefic- beneficial element to it, maybe don't, take everything they're saying with hundred percent and maybe go, Oh, you sell M? Well, I'm going to do a little bit of research or I'm going to ask my friend who I know is sort of knows a little bit more about this. Like, I don't know. Don't take professional skincare advice from people who are professional. Don't work in a professional skincare, like an esthetician or a dermatologist. Don't take professional hair care advice from somebody that isn't a cosmetologist. I mean, I feel like some of this is common sense, but again, also with the way that this world's been going, I feel like maybe common sense doesn't exist anymore either. So (laughs) I don't, I, I just sort of sit back and just kind of shake my head and go, what? Like all day. (laughs) I I think you're totally right. You're bang on there. Honestly, I think common sense, but it's also the pressure the pressure sales, you know, like your friends selling it and they really right. want you to try it because they say that it's so great. So you feel like, oh my God, okay, maybe I should try it if it is working for her. Right. But allegedly I've seen claims as well where they say it worked really well for me for six months. And then all of a sudden I started getting sores on my head allegedly. Right. Right. So yeah, I've heard that too. And, I, and I've had clients that had that. I've had clients that switched the shampoo and all of a sudden saw that their hair was getting really dry 
And their answer to their dry hair was to ask the person they bought the shampoo from and the shampoo that's making their hair dry. The girl says, well, use the mask. And then they use the mask and the mask makes it worse. And then they're coming to me and they're going, my hair is snapping off and I don't know what to do. And this is not something that was always necessarily something that we would even talk about in the, in when you would see this sort of breakage and this sort of damage, asking someone what shampoo they're using wasn't usually the first question. It would be something to do with chemicals like, okay, when was the last time you colored your hair? When was the last time that you were in a swimming pool? Do you have well water? What medications are you on? Those are all normal questions that you would ask somebody that have damaged hair or unexplained weird things going on. So those are always questions that I will ask people when things just don't either aren't working or I'm trying things and, and I'm not getting the results I want. Sometimes you have to ask those questions. I had a client when I worked in LA, wonderful woman. She's passed on now. She was just such a little firecracker. My name was Carol, just fantastic. But she was on a lot of heavy medication. And it's not always something that you talk to your hairstylist about when you walk in to get a root touch up. It's not like, well, today I'm on this. So, you know, we were talking about whatever happened in the last four weeks. And I'm coloring her hair like normal that I've done for the last four years. And we color her hair and rinse her out and come back to the bowl. And I go, what the heck just happened? And I check my color. It's not expired. I check my developer. It's not expired. Uh, And I go, Carol, have you been on any new medication lately? And she goes, you know what? Last, you know, like, you know, like last week or just whatever, I just started taking Coumadin. And I said, oh, that's a blood thinner, right? And she goes, yeah. And I said, okay, I know exactly what to do now. And so had I had the forethought to ask that, because it's just, it was not something that would have ever come up because it was so consistent. When we had that, that, that her color didn't take properly. Then I go in with other chemicals and I'm able to fix that. Had to sort of do it retroactively and fix it, but we got her there. But like, even just taking medication can change your hair. And so when people are telling me that they're using this and that they've stopped using it, and they're continuing to have the same breakage and the same issues, to me, that means there's something in their hair that has sort of, I guess implanted is the wrong word. It seems almost like extraterrestrial to say that it is implanted in their hair. <laughs> but hair is made out of three levels. You have the medulla in the middle. We never usually ever get there. And then we have the cortex and we have the cuticle. And hair color either sits on top of the cuticle or somewhere in between the cuticle and the cortex or in the cortex. So the deeper it gets into the hair, the more staying power it has. If color can do that, it's also possible that ingredients in your shampoo can do that. So a lot of times the stuff that you see at the grocery store, there might be like heavy metallic salts in there that you don't know about. You're using it and those metallic salts and those those chemicals are actually staying inside of your hair. So when people come to me and they say, oh yeah, I colored it myself, but it was like four weeks ago or four months ago or four years ago, I know that hair grows about a half an inch a month and I can count down and I can say, okay, well, it's still clearly in your hair. And they're like, no, 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 it washed out. And I said, no, 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 no. Just what you can see washed out. It's still there. And it's just waiting for me to put a chemical on it that doesn't react. And so your hair can melt off. And I've literally seen that I didn't know that. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I so much. Oh, yes. So I learned, um, I learned the hard way. Yeah. Metallic salts, which are found in, I would very heavily advise if you're going to box color your hair at all, really, not to use a box because one size does not fit all. It is better to go to Sally's and buy developer and color separately than to buy a box. 
because or just a box go to a hairstylist or just i mean yes 100% <laughs> that is always my first because that is what i do but right now in california hair salons are closed again right. and not always can you get there and so i know that there are people out there that are like but i need my roots done and so i would suggest going to a beauty supply maybe reaching out to your stylist and saying hey i'll buy color off of you can i buy purchase color from you and you can purchase color from your hairstylist or going to Sa and saying, what, what can I use to hold me off until I can see you again? And then going to Sally's or whatever, or having to buy on Amazon and getting the color and the developer separately and actually mixing it yourself is going to be, you're going to have much better results. You're going to have less breakage and problems down the road. And you're going to be able to maybe save your hairstylist a headache and possibly save your hair from a very expensive color correction as well. So we don't want to see your hair fall off when we don't want to be like, ha ha ha, use box color. I can't wait to charge you 300. I don't want to spend <laughs> my Wednesday pulling orange out of your hair all day. I just don't. So I would much rather sell you the color or, or put you in the right direction. Please don't message me and ask me for color consultations because I don't know your hair and I'm not going to be doing that. But yes, reach out to the people and do that. Uh, box color is horrible and has a lot of different chemicals in it that you might not know about. I had a woman that was using box color in between appointments when she couldn't afford to come in for her touch up and we put her highlights on and it melted her hair off within 15 minutes. Wow. We oh rushed her God. to the bowl. We saved what we could. I sent her home clarifying shampoo. And I said, when this bottle is done, call me and we will fix it. <laughs> and then it fixed and we were fine. But there are a lot of unknown chemicals that are in products that are not salon professional. Salon professional will work and will be compatible with salon color and salon products. There's not anything that we sell professionally in our salons or our supplies or anything that has a professional brand that is going to react badly with professional anything else. So if you're zigzagging ac across the board to box color and then grocery store and then using M and then going back to box color and then don't be surprised if you have color bands in your hair or that your blonde isn't clear or that you're having breakage because everything is a factor in your hair, everything. Mm -hmm. And another thing that, people will say is that the hair is detoxing your hair cannot detox your hair is <laughs> yeah. dead it hair is crazy when they say that your hair oh, is dead keratin protein it is dead keratin protein keratin protein is a fibrous protein that makes up most of everything on the human it is like the epithelial layer of our skin has hair keratin in it that's why when your skin comes off it's you know like when a scab forms you're just like, how did that do so fast? That fibrous protein, that's mm -hmm. keratin. Your hair is made out of it. Your fingernails are made out of it. Horns on rhinos are made out of it. It's, it's everywhere. And it's dead protein. So you cannot detox it. You can't. That's like saying you're going to detox your toenails. It, you just can't. It's, it's, you just can't. Detox your toenails. <laughs> There is, no glue, there is no glue in the world in any hair product that's strong enough to keep hair glued together. That's insane. If that existed, don't you think we would just use that for hair extensions? Like exactly. if something is so strong that your hair is glued together, don't you think we would be using that in hair extensions? That to make really the most point. natural hair extensions possible. 
if the glue existed. Right. It's not. The reason that your hair is quote unquote ungluing and coming off is because those were weak spots in your hair and whatever you're reacting to in the shampoo that you're using is causing enough dryness and chemical reaction in the hair to cause a weak spot and weaken the disulfide bonds in your hair to the point that they are no longer disulfide bonds and they snap off. I mean, there's a lot of chemistry and a lot of math that goes into hair. And those were my two worst subjects in school, but applied, I was all, damn, I get this. So there's hope for all of you. I hate math and science people out there because in applied science, I was like, dang, I'm good at this. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so that whole thing, that drives me crazy when people are like, oh yeah, it's it's detoxing. Your hair's falling out. I don't out. know how detoxing. people can believe that. Like, I don't uh... know how. I understand how people that don't know anything about hair can believe that. I, I do not understand about hair, though. how professional hairstylists throw away their state board education and go, oh, that makes more sense. Yeah. It's just insane. It's just insane. Other things that I've seen, color issues. I had one person that was using M and I highlighted their hair and in the foils, there were polka dot spots everywhere. It was very strange. And so then I went into my hairstyles. I am in a group on Facebook called Hairstyles Education Forum. There's a lot of us in there. And I think I shared pictures or I went to go share pictures and there was already a thread about it. And there was all kinds of stylists that were in there saying, oh yeah, I've got polka dots in my hair foils too. And so again, it's like, I don't know what's in the shampoo that's leaving those deposits that are creating polka dots when oh the hair is has lightener wow. applied to it. Like, I don't know what's going on there. I um, die. Oh, I, I, I tried die. to lift people's hair up and using the same formula, the same uh, developer, the same lightener, the same, everything the same, and it coming up warm instead of it coming up like a clear blonde. There's like a warmth to it that even when I tone it, I'm getting the tone, the desired toned effect there's still this like duochrome effect of warmth that I'm like, why is this still here? Wow. And that to me is, and you know, this person uses M and I'm just like, what? And I don't know if it's the M or if the last time she washed her hair was in well water or the last time she washed her hair was in the pool. Like, I don't know what, you know what I mean? Like there's so many factors and it would take forever for me to sit there and work out every single factor. But there is a commonality in a lot of them and the commonality is M and I can't prove it either way, but it's my personal experience that I've seen because of that, I do offer the, the chelating treatment that Vicky's group victims of hair transformation detox they have in there. There's a lot of hairstylists, anti MLM hairstylists in there. It's a great group to join. If you've been a victim of this company. And uh, there's actually a photo in there that I have on my phone. And it's a, it's a big chelating treatment where it's about a two hour treatment. It's with Malibu undo goo, which is like my go-to shampoo for getting it out of the hair and prepping hair. I even use it before perms and things like that. And then the crystal gel treatment, and then a standalone Olaplex treatment to help re bond those disulfide bonds in the hair that have been broken because of M and that treatment so far on the people that I've done it to 
say that their hair feels better immediately after, that they're not experiencing the same sort of breakage when they're brushing their hair. They're not experiencing the same hair loss in the shampoo that they're experiencing. And these are people that have been detox detoxed from this product and have been using other things. And they're still experiencing the breakage and the dryness and the hair loss. And they are not even using the product anymore. So if there's somebody out there listening that has that, there is a treatment. If you're in San Diego and hair salons open up again, hit me up. I can help you out. But other than that, I've, I've been reaching out in the hairstyle, hairstyles education forum and asking, I, I found a girl in Tampa. She reached out to me on Instagram and she goes, I need to get that treatment. How do I, you know, how do I get this out of my hair? And I actually got her information, went to the hairstyles education forum, posted about it, found a couple different stylists in Tampa that were willing to do it, sent her that information. And within two days she had the treatment. And then she reached out to me and she goes, my hair feels completely different. And it's been three days. Wow. And so it's like, there's so much chemistry to hair that that's what worries me. And again, not everybody that tries this brand is going to have these effects, but enough people are having them that I think it should be looked into. And I don't think it should be, you know, thrown away. Like, well, you've just tried the wrong shampoo because at the end of the day, it's soap. And if your soap is burning my scalp, it's at the end of the day, it's soap. Like soap shouldn't be doing this. Soap shouldn't be having people's hair fall out in clumps and break. Allegedly. Allegedly. You know, and oh, people are like, I'm doing this wrong. And I'm like, how do you wash your hair wrong? You're and then there's not people, doing it right. There's people in these M groups that are telling me that I don't know how to wash hair. Someone who's literally been trained <sighs> and tested by the state board of California. They literally washed me, watched me wash hair before they gave me my license. <laughs> like I had to I wash hair. I always find it funny when M distributors, market partners, whatever, post videos on Instagram or wherever with like a step-by-step -step on how to wash your hair using M. I, I never realized that I needed a lesson on how to use one, like you said, soap on my hair properly. Right. Yeah. That's well, definitely um, something that MLMs do because they're That's all like, if a product step. isn't working and it's like defective, they're like, oh, you're just not doing it right. And yeah. there's like, there's a learning curve. No, there shouldn't be a learning curve. There was even yeah. a learning curve with putting on LuLaRoe leggings because when, right? the, when the fabric started to get weak because of the double brushing, because of LuLaRoe's insistence of it being super duper soft and people would put the leggings on and their thumbs would go through it. They were like, well, what you have to do is you have to gather it up like you're putting on nylons and then put your whole foot through. Yeah, and then, like, I, I mean, there that. were people that were like, oh, this is how you put on LuLaRoe leggings. And I'm just like, for real, you guys? For oh, real? Honestly, like, I'll just tell you quickly. So when I was with Unique, I used to read in the, in the group chat, I tried the liquid foundation. This is my own experience, I'm just going to say. But anyways, I tried the liquid foundation and it just wasn't sitting well on me. Like it was so moving oily. around. So they said, and I, and I have sensitive skin, I do. And I never wore makeup before, but they said, oh no, you need to use our primer. So then I got the primer and then that wasn't working. So then they said, oh no. Okay. So first spray with setting spray and then put primer on. Then you they put told me the exact same thing. 
Right. Yeah. Then you put your foundation on and then setting spray again. And I'm like, how many steps are there to just to put foundation on? Like I'm positive that I can just go to the store and buy my pure minerals and it goes on like easy. Yes. And again, I'm a makeup artist. I do wedding makeup. I do very, very natural wedding and photo shoot makeup when you want to look like yourself in the picture. That's the kind of stuff that I do. So I use airbrush foundation and I am telling you daily, maybe a primer, especially if I'm oily or it's like hot or sweaty. Yeah. I don't really use a lot of primer on my clients. I moisturize, I prime, then we'll put the, the foundation and then a setting spray. But that is for wedding and photo shoot makeup. You do Mm -hmm. not need that many steps. That is because this person is going to leave me and I'm not going to see them and they need to look the same for eight to 12 hours. Right, Right, for the entire day. This is not just because you are going to work. I mean, at the end of the day, your makeup, you know, it's gonna move a little bit. Unless you're prepping, but who has time to do an hour of makeup prep in the morning? Like it's just, it's not realistic. It's not realistic at all. And a six or seven step process where you need five of their products to make one product work. I was like, screw this. So (laughs) then I started just using the BB cream, which is what I was doing before I even joined Unique. And then I'm like, okay, what the hell is going on? What's going on? (laughs) This is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's how they all work. Right. And it's like every single one of us fell for it. Every single yeah. one of us fell for the MLM scheme, whether it was, don't you want friends? Don't you want financial freedom? Don't you want something to do at home when you're bored? I mean, of course, the answers to every question they ask you is yes. Do you want more money? Yes, I have the solution. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to stay with your kids? Yes, I have the solution. Do you want to help out your husband with a little bit of income? Yes, I have the solution. So none of the questions they ask are things you're like, would I like extra money? You know what? I'm good. I think. Yeah. I don't need any <laughs> no, extra I'm money. Good. They're always like, open. I always say question. when my kids are like, is there any extra money? And I'm like, what is extra money? Like, I don't know what <laughs> extra money is. <laughs> All money is extra. All, no, there's no quote unquote extra money. Sorry, kid. But ask again <laughs> later. Oh, man. But yeah, you know, it just. <sighs> this the the beauty ones which are usually like when i talk about anti-mlm stuff on my page it's it's mostly LuLaRoe because obviously and then secondly it's the beauty stuff because of my industry as well and for me those are the ones that i get hit up on the most the ones that sort of target me the most i don't get targeted for the fitness it's probably because i didn't get these curves from eating carrot sticks or maybe they're scared of me i don't know I'm not sure why the fitness huns don't come for me, but the beauty ones do for sure. Oh my God. Have you used, what's the new one? Beauty counter. I'm like, I'm good. Thanks. Or what's it called? Pharmacy, pharmacy, pharmacy. Pharmacy. Literally spelled far. It's like, it's pronounced pharmacy. Yeah. Cause it's written pharmacy. Yeah, but, but the refs say pharmacy. Okay, well, I'm going to call it pharmacy. Is that really how you say it? I thought it was pharmacy. I thought That's it was pharmacy. They say. they say pharmacy. As what? if I'm going to the pharmacy to buy that quality of makeup. Oh, God. I don't know. In my opinion. Um, <laughs> so, Roberta. 
Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you tell us what you've been up to lately? Oh, okay. Well, uh, there is, let's see. I, I'm always around in the background doing things. For a while, I was pretty busy because as a hairstylist, salons opened back up. So I was out of paying attention to the anti-MLM world for a good six to eight weeks before the governor shut us down again. So most of my recent time has just been busy, like working and doing M detoxes. But in the anti-MLM world, uh, I was just, I always get sort of like approached by people and some of them make sense and some of them sound great. And some of them are like, no, thanks. ABC News, I don't know if it was World News or if it was just ABC News, but they reached out to me and they wanted to do something. And then because of COVID, it got um, put on the back burner, which I was a little upset about, but it's happened to me before. I was actually interviewed by the Today Show as well last February and it still hasn't aired 18 months oh, later. So yeah. Oh, yeah. And I talk about Valentine's Day, so they probably aren't going to ever air it. Oh my God. <laughs> um, maybe it's something you know, bigger happens. Maybe they'll be like, Hey, back in the day, we interviewed Roberta Levins and here's what she had to say. I worry about that because I have done things and I have filmed things that like never come to fruition and I'm just waiting. And I'm like, when, when are they going to realize that they're sitting on something and release it? I keep telling these reporters, I was like, anti-MLM is growing. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But we just want to focus on LuLaRoe. And I'm like, okay. So yeah, so I guess the biggest thing recently is that a few, I don't know when it was, a couple, I think maybe a week or two ago, I shared a press release for a new documentary that's sort of in the works about LuLaRoe. It is called Lula Rich. That's the working title, which I don't hate. I, I always thought like if, if a documentary- it's kind crew, of boring. If a, if a documentary crew came in what they would name it. And I'm not sure, you know, I mean, working titles change. So for right now, I believe it's called Lula Rich. Maybe when they get down the rabbit hole a little farther, they change the name to Lula. Lula stupid. <laughs> Lula, oh my God. Lula, I don't know. Oh. There's so, there's so much to, there's so much, there's so much. I don't even know. So basically I just being, it's kind of a weird life that I have. Like Being in the media for anti-MLM is a weird vantage point. Um, A lot of times people will reach out to me because they're like, hey, we saw your Vice documentary and we were wondering if there's anybody like you in the so-and-so, you know, MLM. And for people like they're asking about unique or things where I know like you guys, I will send them on. I'll be like, oh, you need to talk to Courtney or you need to talk to Gary or you need to talk to Josie or like anybody like that. But I think mostly what it is nowadays is it, for some reason, people still care about LuLaRoe. For me, you know, I left in 2017. So this is three years in the making that I've sort of just been waiting for somebody to open their eyes a little wider and go, holy moly, there's a story here. Even from the beginning, I always thought once I left from the very beginning of me leaving, and me seeing it, I always associated with LuLaRoe to Scientology, but that's just because when I left, I was watching the Leah Remini show. And so for me, like I immediately went to like the cult aspect of it and always saw that. And I talked about it being cult on multiple different things. And 
and try to to broaden that scape because it's not just LuLaRoe, it's so many. I mean, LuLaRoe made a lot of mistakes and they broke a lot of rules and they really were doing, you know, some bad stuff they probably shouldn't have been doing allegedly. And, you know, I've always thought that it's something that needs to be exposed, not just because I fell for it. And I'm just like, how dare you? I'm going to get you fooling me, like fool me once. So <laughs> I just, I don't know. So I, from that moment, have sort of been waiting for somebody to come and say, hey, we are just as vested and interested in this story as you are. And we want to tell your story and we want to tell everyone's story and we want to like expose everything. And, and I've sort of just been waiting for that. And, you know, you never know what things are going to be when people reach out to you. But the press release that I shared is for a documentary that they're trying to get made that would focus, I believe, mostly on LuLaRoe. And, and I think if they're being really smart, that that focusing a little bit on anti-MLM would be a really good thing to do as well, because, again, it is such a popular movement and it is gaining so much momentum. And I really think if we could share that in, in a way where people could understand it and go, oh my gosh, that they probably would see, yeah. they would see like, oh my gosh, there is a problem here. Oh my gosh, we do need to regulate this better. We do need to reinvestigate these companies. You know, I know MLM is not going to go away. They're going to be there, but if they're better regulated, so maybe only 50% of people lose money, you know? Like, maybe that's better. I don't think they're going to go away. I don't know how we could shut them all down. I feel like one shuts down and we're like, ha ha, another one buys the dust. And yeah, then they're the never going to be shut down. Like, then they're like, now there's five more. And you're like, great. Yeah. It's a Hydra, right? We cut one and like three more heads pop up. So I know yeah. that making fun of Huns is never going to change anything. I know that calling people names is never going to change anything. I know that making someone so angry they block you doesn't do anything except, you know, just cause more divide. And they're like, oh, I was, I dealt with someone in the anti-MLM community and they were rude. And it's like, I don't want the anti-MLM community to be seen as rude, mean girls, bullies, and Hun haters, because I don't hate the Huns. I hate the business. I hate the, the, the business model. I hate the predatory aspect of it. And I hate that innocent women fall victim to them every single day. So right. I'm hoping, and I don't really know much more and I can't really say much more either, but I, I'm hoping that not only do we get to expose one business, but maybe in that, in a tiger King sort of way where you expose the tiger King, you also expose the seedy underbelly of big cat trading. And that wasn't the necessary focal point of Tiger King because like Joe Exotic is like, what? So for the most part, people are like, oh my God. But there is that seedy underbelly with those people are like, oh my God, there really is a problem here. We really right. need to and do it, something about it. And it opens it. up discussion about it. Right. It makes so people aware. And then they're like, okay, what's the real problem here? Right. It makes people do individual investigations. And that's what we need. Right. That's what we need in the anti-MLM community. Right. We need more people educating and and less people hating, to be honest. But I mean, I've always said, like, I'm here to educate, not hate. I look at a lot of the MLMers as victims. I'm not yes. going to say all of them, but most of them, I look at them as victims. They don't know. They drank the Kool-Aid, just like in a cult. And, right. you know, it's not their fault. Yeah. But. So, I mean, ultimately, 
I would love to see this LuLaRoe documentary expose everything. And you know what? I would love it if Mark and Deanne were on it. I would love if they would share their side. I would love it. I think it would be amazing because... Can you really... actually see that happening, though? You know, I, I wouldn't... I... <laughs> Knowing them, I'm not sure. I mean, I feel like if there's even a hint of negativity, that they wouldn't even come close to it. And here I, you know, I don't want this to be negative or positive. I want it to be the truth. And okay. I want viewers to be able to watch the truth and to see what was going on, the good and the bad, mm-hmm. and to form those opinions on their own. You know, I don't always think everyone's going to agree with what I say. I'm a very across the board on a lot of different things. And, and ultimately, me, I'm about progression and I'm about being better every day. I'm about learning and educating and being a better person and, and doing, you know, just growing. I'm all about that. I'm very progressive in that way. I hate infighting and I hate division and I hate all of this. And I see it in everything. This country is divided like 100% on every single issue. You could be like, I really like sunsets. And uh, half of them would be like, sunsets suck. It's all about the sunrise. So it's like, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it doesn't even matter what we find about. It doesn't matter if I like sunsets and you like sunrises. And, and I think sunrises are the worst. Like, it doesn't matter. I want to show people both sides because both sides need to be shown. And if you watch one side and go, dang, like those people were asking for it, then that's on you. You know, if if I'm able to present as much factual information and you still go, you're an idiot and you should have known better, then that's on you, you know? And people are allowed to grow and change. I've changed a lot of people's minds just by speaking out in the documentary and the podcast that I've done where people hear it and go, oh my God, I didn't even think about it. And the way that you presented it And I realized that every MLM I've been in has done what you've said. And I said, yes, because it's cyclical and it's systemic and it's the way that it's done. Reason these bring in billions of dollars. There's a reason that all these billion dollar companies are MLMs is because the people are just like, I think if I started a company and I was like, Hey, everybody, my company is really cool. Everybody just give me $500. That after a couple of years of everybody giving me $500, like I would have a billion dollar company too. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just asinine to me. (laughs) And I just, I really hope that we can show that. I really hope that everybody's story is able to be presented. I know my story is so, so much like so many other people. I just happened to be the voice that, that had the bravery and the courage at that time to speak out. Right. And I'm, I'm hoping if anybody's listening to this and they were like, oh my gosh, I have a story and I want to share it, reach out to me. I, you know, I would love to get your information to the right people if you're, this is something you're interested in. And, and if it's a big collective effort of the LuLaRoe and, you know, the anti-MLM community. And I think that with the right people behind us, we could really create something that makes a difference. Absolutely. I agree. I know I'm yammering on. I'm just, I'm Is such Carrie a yammerer. Still there? I'm She's still here. I'm just listening. Honestly. Oh. I that <laughs> that Roberta's, no, no, no. Roberta's just, um, she's full of like a lot of good information. So I'm just absorbing it all <laughs> as well. Yeah. And then I'm sitting here reflecting on honestly how, how great and how proud I am to be part of the Americans Against MLMs. Like, yeah. 
honestly yeah. though because all of us we all think the same way and we all just want to help people we want to educate we want to bring justice to the broken system of the MLM business model and so yeah mm-hmm. I was just reflecting that's yes. awesome. <laughs> I also love being a part of America's Against MLM and I want to say how proud I am of myself for finally getting you my three sentence bio a year after you asked for it <laughs> it'll be like every couple months Courtney will be like I need your bio for Americans Against MLM and I'm like oh crap I forgot and then something happens and I forget again and then she was literally like I'm doing it right now now." I was like okay I'm on the spot (laughs) pressure I did it did it she made mine up (laughs) she made mine up and sent it to me and I was like that's my quarantine hair picture like can we Oh, I love it. Yeah. Um, Yes, you know, and, and I really do hope and and if we are able to get like that whole anti MLM aspect into this, I would love to have like you guys if you're into it or any of the other people that I trust in the anti MLM education side of it to be a part of it too. Because, again, like, you know, we really need to share this information and people need to know and it's not a left or a right issue and it's not a republican or a democrat and it's not a black or a white it affects everybody there is not one person in my life that i have ever met that hasn't been affected by mlm somehow whether your mom your aunt your grandma sold it your neighbor sold it you were forced to have parties for somebody your best friend sold it you lost a friend over it you lost a husband whatever I have not met one person that has not been affected somehow by MLM being like, Oh yeah, my mom sold Avon and it was everywhere. Or my mom sold Mary Kay and we had a pink car, but she had to work every day. And I went to all these, you know, and it's, so it's like, it's something that affects all of us. And it's something that we don't talk about because there's so much stigma behind it. Because when you leave, you are, you, you have a big fat failure stamped on you. Yeah. And everyone is like, what happened? Why did Roberta leave? Well, she was a failure. Oh, I never thought Roberta would be a failure. Yep. But she is. And so everybody's like, oh my God, Roberta failed. She just couldn't make it work. She had too much stuff to do and she just didn't prioritize her business. And it's like, those are lies. Those are all lies. None of those things were true. None of those were any reasons why I left LuLaRoe. I left LuLaRoe because they were stealing and lying and cheating people. That's why I left. Mm-hmm. And those were things that happened to me. Those are not things that happened to somebody on my team. And I was like, I'm not staying for this. I mean, it happened to them too, but it also happened to me. And so I saw it with my own eyes and I was like, and when I started researching it and looking into it and talking to people and realizing they're stealing and cheating and lying to you too. Yep. I have thousands of dollars of invoices of, excuse me, back back items, like backordered items that I never received thousands of dollars mm-hmm. that I'll never get. I was not allowed to return my inventory because they said, if I return my inventory, then I would have to surrender my bonuses. And I was I like, I do not know how LuLaRoe is still around. Like three years ago, I would have never thought that they would have made it this long. You know, in the very beginning, it was such a different thing. It, it just, I don't know. I think had they stayed small and they didn't go the MLM route and they had just stayed a small company, like in the very beginning, 
they could probably still be around, but their greed and yeah. wanting to make more by spending less is what did them in. Cutting mm. corners, finding cheaper manufacturer, cheaper fabric. You hear these stories, you know, you talk to people. I mean, I do at least. I talk to people. People reach out to me and they say, I want to be a part of this. Who do I talk to? And they tell me their story and they give me their contact information and I pass it on. And, you know, you see, you see these stories and I can relate to so many of them, but so many of them are these women that are like, Hey, I, I was in the beta testing group and I have screenshots of everything. And I go, Oh my God. And she goes, I'm ready to talk. Or people that were like, I was a top seller. I was in the top 10. I was in the top five. I was in the top three and I was fired because of X, Y, and Z and I'm ready to talk. And so, <clears throat> you know, I, I just, I want to share all the sides. And I really, really think it would be smart for anybody that was involved, good or bad to share their story because the whole truth needs to be told. And I really don't know, you know, what's going to happen, but I really do think the whole truth should be told. And you know, who knows who's going to end up in it? Who knows what the, what the final thing is. When I went to the vice, they were with me for three days. And how long was I in that 12 minutes? So, yeah. yeah. Yep. You know, there's a lot of stuff on the backside that doesn't get told. I would love to see it as a docu-series as, as opposed to just like a two-hour documentary. I think more of like a Tiger King type where it just the, the peeling of the onions would be really cool. But yeah, I, I don't know too much other than we have an incredible film team that really wants to tell a very enriching and truthful story. And to me, that's the most powerful thing that we can have. As somebody that really believes that this story is worth telling and wants to put the time and the energy into telling it correctly. It's good for everybody to hear what you have to say because you're very knowledgeable and it's good for our audience to listen to it. So I just listen as well. See, <laughs> she's like zoned out. This is why I don't have my own podcast. Because I'd be, my guest would be like, there'd be no time. You like, would be your right own time. guest every single time. <laughs> <laughs> That's Maybe funny. I should do I don't a know podcast how... where I just invite someone else and we just talk back and forth like a conversation. And I was like, today's coffee conversation was with Courtney. And it's just us shooting it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that sounds great. A lot of people, a lot of people ask me and I say, I don't know. But who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll have to do this again. That's for sure. Because I've really enjoyed having you on. Thanks. I feel I like we didn't um, talk too much about them, though. Really oh. thought we were going to dive into that a little bit more. Oh, that we were going to dive into M. Yes. Yeah. How much I know, we we got... else do you want to talk about with M? Hmm. I mean, I was all heated and worked up last night, and there was this, like, there was a stan of Pipers that kept tweeting me and some other people trying to defend Piper, and shoot, this person was a Monette market partner, sorry, a M market partner, and she was just so brainwashed, and I, I would, I would tweet her something, you know, like, be nice, trying to be, you know try to educate her and she would just like come back and make no sense or just completely disregard what I was saying 
And, like, I would repeat myself multiple times. And finally, I just kind of lost it. And I was just like, oh, my God. And I had to, like, leave Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) It was just too much. I understand that, you know, this person is severely brainwashed. But at the time, I was just like, oh, my God, girl, you are dense. Is this the one that was like, oh, the lawsuits, the lawsuits that... What did they say? Yeah, they were talking about the lawsuits and how the lawsuits... If a company has lawsuits, it means they're doing really well. (laughs) If a company has lawsuits, it means they have money and liars are going to try to take that money by making up fake lawsuits so they can steal the money. God. So absurd. M is definitely one of my most hated ones because... I feel like the market partners are just awful. Like more so than in other MLMs. You know why? Because with the lawsuits, they'll say stuff like, yeah, we might have had lawsuits, but we've never lost a lawsuit. Okay. You've never lost a lawsuit, but you've never won one either because they're still in litigation. It's still in litigation, so don't say that you haven't lost one yet. That's the one that really pisses me off. They think or they'll be like we won all the lawsuits. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you freaking oh, the, didn't. I know. I don't know where they got that from. The two that were settled outside of court. That um, was well, they think that they won those, but they think that they won all of them. They won them by settling them. They did not win. That's a settlement. Anyways. Yeah, like <laughs> neither party won. It's called a settlement yeah. for a reason. Exactly. But you know the one that really, really got me the other night and... I'm sure you saw it on my Instagram because I reported that freaking thing right away. <laughs> was the one that said that black shampoo was invented for female patients. <gasps> I lost my freaking mind. I lost my mind. It's like that. Yeah. You and I were looking into it was like the cancer shampoo, Courtney, for like ever. And it's not an MLM. Oh, yeah, it's like yeah, an MLM. Yeah. Yeah, the I don't want to say their name because right, I just remembered it too. But yeah, yeah it was, like, it was kind of the same thing. Their have it, and so it was like a cancer shampoo. Their mother allegedly had it. Who knows if it was true? I haven't seen anything for that company for a while. Who knows? I think they got in some trouble. Well, <laughs> with claims, that person maybe? that tweeted it, <laughs> yeah, me actually. Courtney tagged it wasn't a tweet actually it was an Instagram comment and Courtney tagged Ray right didn't you yeah yeah on that one and then she deleted her comment and I was like oh okay I Good, um, nice bold comment for you to I posted the the picture today because we were going to talk about this about where she was like pyramids are illegal or somebody was like I'm so disappointed and the, one of the things that I wanted to talk about that we didn't, because I'm the worst guest ever, and I just chicken scratch everywhere, but what's particularly heinous about celebrities selling MLMs is it comes with a built-in victim base because some of these yeah. people, you know, I don't want to make any generalizations about people that are like super fans of, of people or say that they have things or they don't have things, but people that are super fans are super fans and like they will defend and support people no matter what no matter what at all 
Oh, I and hate so that. A lot of times where it's, you know, maybe someone was like, I was depressed and I watched Charmed and, you know, like she helped me get out of my depression and I just love her because she saved my life. And so it's like, there are things like that, that you'll never change. You'll never change that. Like there's nothing in the world that I could do that would change the way you feel about somebody. If you have some sort of emotional connection like that to them, even if it's one-sided with the celebrity. But what's so heinous to me is these people, especially, you know, Piper, she's getting information from her friend who's getting information from her upline, who's getting information somewhere along the line from someone who's even more heinous than everybody on the line, who's creating these false graphics and things that are getting passed around or creating these false narratives that are getting passed around or these false stories that are being shared over and over and over again. And this person is a celebrity. So she has this built-in base that will support her no matter what. And so it's a whole new group of victims who give all the money and then who then now try to recruit because they're told, well, the real way you make money is by getting people underneath you because then on top of your sales, you get a little bit of their sales too. And exponentially it's that mailbox money. It's residual income. And people are like, Oh my gosh, yes. They don't realize that statistically it's impossible to do that. And even if everybody said yes, eventually you'd run out of people. And so it's like, they just, are just spreading, I hate to use the word fake news, but they're spreading fake news <laughs> to their followers and it's just exponential. And there's no credibility because, you know, you say, hey, this is a pyramid scheme and it's like, pyramids are illegal. And you're like, okay, we just hit a brick wall. <laughs> so, you know, and if she says that, now all her fans are going to say pyramid schemes are illegal. And it's like, okay, you're right. You're right. But here's a fun statistic. The actually illegal ones, you make more money in. You have the potential of losing less money in a, in a yeah, isn't that crazy? illegal pyramid scheme than the legal ones that the government regulates. Exactly. How sad is that? It's wow. The government has input and you're making less money. They're keeping these illegal, quote unquote, illegal businesses legal with loopholes. But it doesn't, there's no consumer protection. There's no, you know, anybody that takes any sort of responsibility for it. Like we were saying, you know, MLMs are never going to go away, but regulations to them could drastically help the industry. I would love to one day say, you know what? MLMs are not the worst thing you can do anymore. I don't know if that'll ever happen, but that would be really cool. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant now. I was like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I would love to be able to say that, right? That, that, that the movement is able to pass legislation and change the rules and make these businesses maybe slightly viable for some people. But a lot of stuff's going to have to change. But yeah, the, I just, I, I hate it when celebrities double down. It reminded me of us attacking Norvina, and attacking is the wrong word, but when the the Rodin and Fields and the Anastasia Beverly Hills collaboration was going to happen. And they went to her as a celebrity in the beauty industry and educated her. And she was like, oh my God, you guys, I'm so sorry. And pulled it. She had a completely different response. We talked to Piper and she like grits her teeth and doubles down. So you're like, like, keep going. I dare you. Like, I'll sue you. You're like, all right. Okay. And we're going to pull out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you said pull out. 
<laughs> well, we've hit a wall, so it's not going to, there's nothing that's going to happen from this point forward. Yeah. Yeah, I think, no, I think she's still going to promote it. And, you know, sometimes you can give straight facts and nobody wants to listen to it until they're like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have done that or whatever. And then they might come back to you if you're lucky to say, you know, you were right or I should have listened to you. But that's far and few between. So I don't One even of, want to hear that. I just want them to be like, I'm on your side now. Or like, I'm, I, I learned my lesson. I don't even need to hear you were right. You know, like, I don't want to be right. Like, I would love to be like, you're going to lose a bunch of money and it not happen. But I, it has not, not happened yet. Right. Statistically, I mean, their odds are not very good. While we were recording, Miss Piper started getting active again on Twitter. Oh, and no. she was, she was tweeting at one of this girl that follows me and they were going back and forth. And where is it? Let me see. And she was just, she said something to her and she's like, oh, you just keep going. And it's like, no, Piper, that's you. You keep going. She can't yeah. help but reply to every single person that says something hateful towards her. This reminds me so much of the Roseanne Twitter the scene. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I mean, I never saw yeah. it because I wasn't on Twitter, but <laughs> I, I didn't hear about I just don't use it anymore. <laughs> yeah, you, I haven't seen you on there in forever. Well, when I, at Christmas time, I had to redo my phone and then I just never downloaded Twitter again. And so hmm. I never logged back in. So it's been since probably December. Oh, well. Wow. I haven't really missed it. There's enough going on on Instagram and Facebook that I feel like I, I'm not even on YouTube either. That's probably why Twitter I didn't know as much good. Twitter is good for reaching out to celebrities and figure people and stuff, I feel like. <laughs> well, I still haven't been blocked by her. I think so I don't know what's going on there. I was only blocked by LuLaRoe and LuLaRoe people. And I was like, whatever. But I'm blocked from, from LuLaRoe and everything. So even if I tag them on my posts, when I post it, it rays out. <laughs> ah, that's awesome. <laughs> I was like, oh, whatever. I've made it. I've been blocked. It took Deanne like two and a half the... years to unfriend me on Facebook. What? Really? Yeah. yeah. It was cool. What was like she busy day, was doing? Like, Popping pills? Well, I, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm, she had back surgery. I know that. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. God, I hate that word so much. <laughs> It's like the word of the anti-MLM. It totally team. is. I feel like we should all have t-shirts that say allegedly on them. Yes. Yeah. That would be Your funny, business actually. is a pyramid scheme. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Gotta throw that in there to protect yourself. Allegedly, this happened to me. Allegedly, yeah. I saw this. <laughs> allegedly, I'm anti-MLM. All right. Well, I guess we should cut this off because we are yeah. at an hour and 45 minutes. But <laughs> oh, I really wow. do appreciate today. I appreciate talking to both of you. Yeah, And fun. Roberta for having you on. Anytime. I'm, I'm glad that we could actually coordinate this, this to happen. Yeah, it worked out well. I'm glad that well. one of my six headphones worked. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> six sets of headphones and two recording sites later. 
we bring you our interview with Roberta Blevins. Ta-da! <laughs>